Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. At this time, we will be continuing in a series that we started last week that God came down. And it's exciting when we can see the love of Christ and how he came down for us. And I'm excited that God is here for us. Amen. At this time, we will have our scripture reading, and it will be Genesis chapter 15. And as our reader is coming to the front, I ask that we will stand for the reading of God's word. Our reading today is Genesis 15, verses 1 through 21. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But he said, O Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all of these, cut them in half, and laid each half over against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. As for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your offspring I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true, and it is given to us in love. Amen. Thank you, Kate. You may be seated. Let's pray. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told thy love to me. 
but I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost and thine. Amen. A mortgage. Sonia and I took out a mortgage to pay for our house. And if you ever have taken out a mortgage, you realize that when you take out a mortgage, there are whole bunch of papers to sign. There's a lot of signing. They got them all, X, you got to sign by the X, and you go through this process and you're filling out all these papers. And it's called a contract. And basically what it's doing is that the bank bought the house for us. And then they allow Sonia and I to stay in the house as long as we make our monthly payments. Yeah, yeah, that's important. <laughs> and we keep up the insurance. And, and we pay the taxes. As long as we do those things, the bank will do its part. And so we wanted a house. The bank wants to make money. So we came together and we entered into a contract. So what we're going to see today is basically there is a contract. I'm going to change that word in a little bit that God has with Abraham because it's actually a covenant. So we're going to see what the difference is between a contract and a covenant, and then I'll explain to you why this covenant is so important to us. A contract typically involves two or more parties, and the contract is based on if one person does this, then the other person will do their part. Are y'all following me? I, I just told you, if we pay our bills, we won't have no problem out of the bank. But the moment we miss, trust me, they're going to call me and let me know that I missed what I was supposed to do. And so what happens when I don't do what I'm supposed to do or, or the bank does not do what they're supposed to do, one party has the right to avoid the contract. Are y'all following me so far? So as long as I do what I'm supposed to do that, that, and the bank does their part, the contract cannot be voided. Now, when we think of a covenant, biblical covenant, more important, uh, I want to call it a divine covenant. A covenant is a, uh, an agreement, a promise initiated by God between him and other parties. And there are two types of covenants. There are unconditional and conditional. A conditional covenant is just what it says, you know, hey, you do this then this happens. But an unconditional covenant is not so. In an unconditional covenant, there is no opt-outs in this covenant. In, a in an unconditional covenant, there is no way out. And that's what we're going to see in Genesis 15, that there is no way out. There is no way out of this covenant that, that God has created for him. There's no way out for him. So, God creates covenants for his glory, 
but for our good. Somebody say amen. For, for his glory and our good. Unlike contracts, contracts are self-motivated. Somebody wants something. Somebody wants some benefit out of the end. Y'all know what the benefit of me paying my bills is? I got a place to stay at night. And the benefit for the bank is, guess what? They're going to get a check every single month, whether I like it or not. Sonya's going to make sure that happens, okay? <laughs> so this covenant starts back in Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read the first three verses of Genesis chapter 12. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and, and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this covenant is initiated by God, and I believe that this covenant, as we will see later in chapter 15, is unconditional. It is a unconditional covenant. It's initiated by God. God is saying what he will do. So I say this covenant, is, it is unconditional. Now, the covenant can be summarized in, in, in three words, land, seed, and a blessing. He promised Abraham, God promised Abraham that he would give him a new home because after all, he's telling him to leave the place where he's from. And he will give him a new home. Listen, we read in scripture, it was from Egypt to to the Euphrates. So he, he's saying, I'm going to give you a home. He promised to give him a seed, that he would give him a son, and he would not only just have a son, but he would have a large family. He would be a father of many nations and many descendants. And, and so when, when I was a kid, there was a song that we used to sing in my church. It used to say, Father Abraham has many sons. He has many children, and I am one of them. Yeah. That's shouting stuff, y'all. <laughs> Amen, because Abraham's seed is blessed. Father Abraham has many sons, and I am one of them. Now, when they made a covenant in the ancient Near East, it was, they would say, uh, we're going to cut a covenant. And that covenant involves cutting the sacrifice of animals. Animals would be literally cut into, and the person, the people who were connected to the covenant, they will walk through the covenant. It is believed, one commentary said, they will lock arms like this, and they would walk through the pieces of the animals. And what they were saying was that if I violate this covenant, may I be just like those animals. Mm. That's why I want to show us that this thing is unconditional. Are, are y'all following me? Because none of us are equipped to make a covenant with God. <laughs> Amen. None of, none, none of us in ourselves is equipped to make a covenant with God. Normally when they make covenants, one person had the advantage, y'all. Y'all want to know who has the advantage in my mortgage contract? There was always a greater and a lesser, <laughs> okay? It, listen, I don't care what I say, 
the bank got way more power than I do. Amen. Maybe not some of y'all, but they got more power than I do. So, so when we look at chapter 15, we will see that God himself takes on the conditions of this covenant. We're going to see it. Let's read the first uh, 15 two, verses 2 and 3. Actually, let me start at the beginning. It says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abraham said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. And the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. So I, I ain't got nobody. He, look, look, he, he's saying, God, I know what you told me. I know what you said, but let me tell you what's going on in my life right now. Look, you said that I was going to have a child. I was going to be a father. I'm going to get all this land. Just in case you don't know God, ain't none of that happening. Ain't, ain't, ain't none of that happening. Just in, case, just in case you don't fell asleep. Just in case you can't see what I'm going through, none of that has happened. So, so when I was a kid, we were told that you should never question God. You should never question him. You should never like, want to know what's going on. When I was a kid, I used to get in a lot of trouble. Y'all probably didn't know that. But, but I would say, well, who are we going to ask? If God told it to us, who can I go to talk to about God? My daddy always told me, if you want the right answer, go to the right source. So if I need to know God and you don't promise me something, then it ain't happening. I can't talk to you about it. You ain't got no power to make it happen. I got to talk to the one who has the power to make it happen. So I think Abraham was right. Abraham was right to visit God who had promised him this thing that he could not really see happening. So he goes to God. And so what God does, let's look at verse, uh, verse go to 4 and 5. It says this, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. So, so what he was saying, God, let me help you. Let me help you, God. There is somebody in my house. I can call him my son and you can bless him. God said, no, that ain't what I said. He's saying, right, this man should not be your heir. Let's go to the next verse. And this man should not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside. So not only has God said, no, it ain't going to be this way. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Man, it is good when God can give you a, a visual of what's about to happen. I think I told you this before. God gave me a visual a long time ago that I would stand up in front of a congregation of folk that didn't look like me. So every time I stand up here, I'm excited because God showed it to me a long time ago. You want to know why I'm so joyous? Because he's truly his word. Even though when it didn't look like it was going to happen, God had already said it was going to happen. So guess what I'm doing right now? I'm just living what he said. Look, look, he showed it to me. I saw it. I saw it clear as day. I believed it. Guess where I'm at today? I'm walking in that thing. 
That's why, look, I, I, man, I be walking around here talking about brother and sister to folk that don't look like me. Why? You may not understand because it was something that God has showed me. Our father showed it to me. Listen, I'm part of the family now. <laughs> Hello? I'm, I'm living that thing. Brother, brothers and sisters, that's why, that's why. I don't call you by your name. I call you brother or sister because that's the most important title we can all have. Besides being a child of God. And sometimes I forget your name. <laughs> Ed. <laughs> so listen, listen. So, so God gives him a visual. Isn't that something? Look what he says to him. He says, and he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you're able to number them. Then he, said, then, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. I don't know about y'all, but if you've ever been outside at night and, and you look up at the stars, aren't they beautiful? And, and this is happening over here and this is happening over here. We will literally be out of our mind if we tried to count them. <laughs> Are you following me? Can you imagine the frustration you will have? One, two. Is that start moving? Let me start over. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you getting me? So God is telling him that what you're about to experience is beyond what you can, what you can um, bring in, what you can understand. What, what's going to happen to you is far greater than anything you are able to imagine. And I, I get excited when God begins to move like that, that things that are about to happen in my life is far greater than I can imagine. So guess who you got to talk to when you don't see it? Him. Guess who you have to lean on till it happens? Him. Oh, man. So, so, man, am I talking to folk in here that's alive? You got to lean on him. So look at this. So share your offerings be. And he believed the Lord and counted to him as righteousness. And he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you, brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. But he said, oh God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? So he believed God. It was counted to him as righteousness. Then he says, how do I know? What will, what will you give me? That, that, that kind of confused me a little bit. It says that he believed him. Then he says, how will I know what you're going to give me to know is true? So we've heard about Abraham's faith being counted as righteousness. Paul talks about it. Uh, you, you, you hear it, that he believed God, so it was counted to him as righteousness. Not that he was perfect. Hello? Because we'll we begin to think that Abraham had this majestical 
faith, and it was perfect. It was not perfect because if you look at chapter 16, you'll find just how messed up that was. But what he, what he was saying, it reminds me of the man who had the epileptic son, and, and he says, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. What he was saying is that I got faith, but my faith is, my faith is messed up. That, 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 that I believe it. I know you gave me everything, but I, can't, I, can't, I, just, I just can't see it. You ever been in a place where you believe it, but you just can't see it? That, 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 that you trust God that it's going to happen, but, 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 but it ain't happened yet. But you believe that it's going to happen, but, but while, while, it's, while it's in the process of happening, you, you, you feel down. Can I talk about me for a minute? Thank you. She's going to give me permission if none of y'all do. <laughs> can, can you imagine what it's like to go 20 years? I'm, I'm talking about me. So 20 years for somebody may not be anything. And I'm just wondering, Lord, when is it going to happen? Lord, when is, going, when is it going to happen? When am I going to see the thing that you promised me? Can you imagine that? So unlike Abraham, Abraham wants God to, to give him something. I decided that I, I begin to make stuff happen. You know what happens when we begin to help God, right? It, it, just, it just becomes a mess. But God is such a loving God. That, that, that he honors what Abraham requests. Praise the Lord. He wants to know, how do I know that this is going to happen? I, I need something. Look, look, give me something. You, 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 somebody got a little bit of something. Don't you want to just a little bit? Just, just tell me a little bit. Give me enough to hold me to tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are y'all with me? Don't, 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 don't tell me. I, just, I did something to somebody this week. I called him and asked him a question and told him, don't you ask me another thing. And they're saying, no, no way. You can't do that to me. You, you, can't, you can't pull me in. Then say, okay, thank you, bye. So this Abraham, Abraham is saying to the Lord, what I need you to do is give me something. I, I, I got to wait. And since I got to wait, can I see something? So guess, look what the Lord does. He says this. Uh, bring, bring, bring me a heifer, three years old, and a female goat, three years old, a ram, three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he brought him all these, cut them in half, laid each side against the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. And when the birds of the prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. And the sun was going down. At, as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, a dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offsprings will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs, and will be servants, and will be servants there, and they and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. Now, now, Lord, that ain't what I asked you for. <laughs> Look, that ain't what I asked for. I asked you to show me something that what you told me was about to come true. But what God, God begins to tell him, see, sometimes when we ask, we don't really want what we're asking for. Because he begins to tell him, yeah, yeah, this is going to be good stuff, 
But, but, but before it happens, this has to happen. Your people are going to be going through some stuff. It's going to be some trying times. And can, can I, I, I don't know about y'all, but that, that would not have made me happy. I, I, I would have been wondering, like, why? Your people will go through, he says, but I will judge. I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterwards they shall come out with great possessions. This is the part of the story we all want to hear. All the good stuff that happens to us. Now, you're going to go through, but you're going to come out with great, great possession. Then he says, as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried in a good old age. There's two things that I want us to get from that. One is sometimes, sometimes we may not live to see the promises of God in the physical. I believe that I am standing here today on the prayers of my great-grandparents. While they didn't see it, I believe that they're in heaven. They, they are viewing what's happening on earth, realizing that, that grandparents that, that I did not know that prayed for everybody that was in their bloodline. I, I'm trying to help somebody. You are here based on some prayers that you know nothing about. Hello? There are people who prayed for you who don't even, who didn't get a chance to know you. So Abraham, Abraham, you yourself, you won't see it. But you're going to go home in a good old age and live with your father. Y'all, that's, that's, that, that's, that's good right there, y'all. That's, that, that, that is good. My granddaddy used to pray for me. I was with him. He used to pray for me. He, he used to pray that God would take care of me. And I believe that old man who had a first grade education knew what he was talking about. That man who taught me how to chew tobacco to help me realize that I never wanted to chew tobacco. <laughs> he, knew, he knew what he was talking about. That when he said, I'm praying for my youngest because I want them to be something. Amen. I'm praying for my youngest because I want them to live for the Lord. So don't get upset if you don't see it. Just keep praying. Keep praying. I read a story. I read a story, and I'm moving quickly, about an, a, a, a man who was 94 years old when he came to Christ. The mama used to pray every day that all her children would come to know Christ as their Savior. She prayed for years. The man said, my mama prayed three times a day, and I was a rebellious one. But at 94, he received Christ in his heart many years after his mama was gone. I'm trying to help somebody. You may not see it, but trust me. She prayed. You know why? Because she had faith. She trusted God. That wasn't even part of what I was supposed to say, but I thought it was important to let somebody know. Don't give up on prayer. Don't give up on what you've been leaving God for. 400 years. They would come there. That was one thing. So here, 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 here. Let me just say it this way because I tied them together. 
Keep praying. Even if you can't see it, know that God will answer prayer. Hello? I, I tied them together so you can go home on time. But just know that God, God, God is at work even, even when you don't see it, even when it doesn't look like God is working. So let's get to, to, the, to this part where God is in the covenant. And they said, come, I'm in verse 16, and they said, and they shall come back here in the fourth generation for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, behold, a smoking pot and a flaming torch passed through these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying to you, saying, to your, to your offsprings, I give this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenizzites, the land of uh, the Kenizzites, the Kaldamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Gigasites, and the Jebusites. So he's saying on this day, God told him, I'm going to give this to you. I want us to see the importance of this covenant because I told you in the very, very beginning that the covenant was two people entered into a covenant and two people walked in between the animals that was cut apart. What do we see here? Listen, what we see here, because Abraham, Abraham is in a deep sleep. That's what scripture says. So Abraham is out of this. And God would be totally unfair to take a man who's not in his right mind and commit him to something so, 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 so strong, so powerful. So God does something. God himself, which he, God is represented in the torch and he's represented in the fire because we see in other passages, other passages in Exodus 19 and Exodus 24, when, when God comes down on Sinai, he comes down in smoke. 24, he comes down in smoke. And wherever there's smoke, there's what? Okay. So he comes down, and he's in this torch. God is represented. So God himself goes through, he passed through the, pre, the pieces of those animals. And what God is saying, Abraham, I have taken it upon myself to fulfill this covenant. I have taken it upon me. All the weight that's tied to this covenant is on my shoulders. Everything, what he's saying that if it costs me my life, this is going to happen. And for us good Bible scholars, we know that it cost him his life. It cost him everything. What we're going to see, I wonder, God, why, 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 why? Because he knew that we would be unfaithful. He knew that we didn't have the ability to keep up our part of the deal. Y'all, Jesus came to die for us. Because if it was up to me, man, I would, man, you know how many times I've messed up today? Already. 
I'm serious. I want us to think about that. You know how many wicked thoughts I've had this morning? Things things ain't all right now. You know, maybe y'all don't mess up like I do. I'm a knucklehead. Hello? Maybe that ain't y'all's story. But I'm subject to act out. On my best behavior, I think I'm doing something right, and I'm messing up. Scripture says, uh, look, all our goodness is what? Filthy rags. Not just rags, just filthy rags. Rags your mama said don't bring in here. Amen? So here it is. So he says this. God was the only one who passed through those pieces. God says, I will die in your place. God says, I am going to fulfill this covenant. God has promised while people will go through that he will rescue them. He promised him that his descendant, there will be a descendant to rescue his people. God rescued the world from sin and death. At the same time, he suffered the consequences of Abraham's unfaithful descendants. He suffered the consequences of, let me put it clear, our sins. Our sins. We are Abraham's descendants. So he, God himself says, I will take on the consequences of Willie Addison's sin, of Ed Ross's sin, of of Dave's sin. Are y'all following me? He, He took it all. He didn't just take mine. He took yours. Aren't you glad about that? Look, yeah, I, I, know, I know it's serious, y'all, but, but we need to be smiling right now. Because he took it on for us, not because we were so good, not because we were so worthy, but him taking on the weight of his covenant is showing us a picture of his love and his grace toward us. He came down for us. He came for us. He came because he knew we couldn't do it. He came because he knew that we needed a Savior. He came because he knew that we could not keep it. He came for us. How how did he come for us? I promise you, I wish I was home at my old church because I feel like preaching right now. I feel like hollering because I know he's been good to me. Don't you know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins? He died for all of our heartaches. He died for all of our sins, all of our sicknesses, all of our shortcomings. I tell you, I feel like preaching. Oh, he he did that for us. Y'all, he was born of a virgin. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed the hungry, y'all. He took on our sins, y'all. That is good stuff. He suffered and he died, y'all. He paid the price on the cross. Oh. He did that, y'all. How, 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 how did God fulfill the covenant. How did he take on all the conditions? Because when Christ was dying on the cross, God was in him reconciling the world back to himself. Oh, y'all, that's us. 
He was, he was making a way for us. He took it upon himself. So, so Abraham was incapable of keeping his end of the bargain. He was incapable, so God calls him, you sit over there. I got this. God says, I got this, y'all. That's good stuff right there. For us who have our trust in him, you know what God is saying to us? I got this. I don't care what it looked like right now. I got this. I got this. Look, he told Abraham, you, you may not see it. Listen, you praying for your children? God got them. You praying for that situation in your life? God got them. You know, we, we, we look for things. We want things to happen right now. But if, if you know that God has your future in his hands, you can relax. You can rest. Look, look, he, he told Abraham, you're going to go home in a good old age. You're going to be sleeping. But this is going to come to pass. Amen. Sometimes we stay up late at night wringing our hands trying to wonder how things are going to happen. But if you belong to him, I want to lay back and sleep. Listen, when I get on the plane, when I get on the plane, all I want for my pilot is to be rested. <laughs> you you want to know why? Because I plan on resting. I need the one who got the power to get me from where I'm going. I need him to be well rested because I want to get in my seat. I want to rest. I'm not going up here asking him what's this for, what this button do. (laughs) When I buy my ticket, I buy my ticket with faith that they're going to put somebody in that seat that know what they're doing. Hello? So when you put your faith in God, you can rest assured that he know what he's doing. It may not look like it, but he got all power in his hand. When, when, I'm telling you, when, when I get in the air, when I get in that plane, y'all, I know that if I'm coming from the west, I got to go east to get home. Hello? That's all I know. I couldn't tell you if he went north, if he turned and went south. All I know is that we're going to land in Jacksonville at some point. <laughs> tell you this story, then I'm done. I'm done. Oh, yeah, right on time. Perfect. When I was... I flew to uh, St. Louis year before last, and we got, we was getting ready to leave St. Louis, and there was an announcement. They called our flight number, and they needed everybody to come to the desk. So I went to the desk, and when I got to the desk, they said, hey, we got a problem with your plane. Your plane is in Atlanta, and it's having some mechanical issues. So we need to fix that plane, but in the process, we need to route you. Now, I'm in Missouri to Denver, okay? Guess what I said? Okay. (laughs) I don't want to get on that plane that y'all just told me was broke. The people behind me was up in arms. Ah! Did y'all hear what the people said? 
the plane is broke. I don't want to get on that one. I want to get on this one that's going to get me to Denver and then get me to Jacksonville. They say, it'll be after midnight. I don't care. I just want to get there. So, brothers and sisters, I need us to know. It may not happen the way we want it to happen. But God has already covenanted that everything is going to be all right. So it's in his timing, his way. God came down for us. Amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you for you having all power in your hands. God, we rejoice in the fact that while sometimes it may be hard, but our complete trust is in you. God, we admit that sometimes we don't see how it's going to happen, but because you are a good God, you will show us in your own way, and you will do it in your own time. So God, just help us rest in the fact that you have come down for us and that you love us and that you have us in your hands and that the safest place for us at all times is in your hands. So we thank you for who you are and we thank you for your all-powerful hands. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.